Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome back to Mojo Sports. This is the one-on-one show. My name is Dan Frost and I'm joined by my amazing guest, Jamie Frezard, for part two of her amazing story in rugby league. Jamie, we left last week's episode on a bit of a cliffhanger as we sort of stepped through your sporting journey, but I guess we've arrived. You know, you completed your your stint there at the Central Coast Roosters. Um, Again, being able to play for, you know, your local club, surrounded by some amazing, talented players, but... I guess talk to us about your next challenge because if I can guess, I'd imagine there was a significant fire in your belly to head up towards Brisbane and really put on a show because of you know everything you'd been through in the in the in the past few seasons. Yeah, so um, obviously it was you know an experience and something that I had been working you know so hard towards um, for so long. So um, yeah, I was super excited. It was it was difficult as well because obviously the COVID period as well. So I honestly didn't get much time preparation leading into that NRLW. So um, by the time that I actually got out of quarantine, um, I got out on the Tuesday. My first game was on the Saturday. <laughs> so it was like, boom, as soon as I got out of um, quarantine, it was like straight into training, straight into everything, get ready for the game this weekend. And, and tell us a little bit about... Um, so it was a bit scary as well. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about quarantine because obviously in this new world we live in, you know, that's thrown around like it's pretty straightforward. But, yeah, tell us about quarantine because um, whilst we're all getting used to it, it's still something that's a little bit uh, a little bit weird, a little bit unique. Oh, I honestly don't think I could do it again. Anyone that knows me knows that I am just like a little ball of energy. So I just like to be up, doing stuff, moving around. I love to be outdoors, so... Um, yeah, it was pretty difficult to be able to be stuck in a room for two weeks by yourself and you start to get a bit of, you know, head noise going on and difficult. Even the sleeping part for me, I think, was hard because you're not doing much during the day. So when you want to try and go to sleep, you, your mind's still racing, your body's still up. Um, but I sort of just had to set little challenges for myself, especially knowing that I was about to go into an NRLW um, season. So just trying to get up in the morning, you know, do some MOGA. Um, so it's like... Um, yeah, trying to do some of that in the morning as well. So it's a bit like of yoga combined. Um, so I tried to do that. Then I tried to go straight into a workout. Um, I had some juggling balls that I tried to do. Little things to try and keep you busy because, yeah, um, it's a very long time to be stuck in a room by yourself. And we weren't even allowed outdoors, like, at all. I know some hotels you're allowed to, but, yeah, we just weren't allowed at all. Oh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's definitely challenging. And I guess... Tell us about the, the mental battle coming into that first game. You know, I, I guess, you know, h- how did you not psych yourself out? There's just so much time to think about this game, um, especially in quarantine, I guess. Um, yeah, and, and, and tell us a little bit about that preparation. Obviously, it was very, very quick, but yeah, tell us about the squad, you know, the coaching and, and how you guys prepped coming into that first game. Um, yeah, so pretty much, like I said, got straight into training. Um, I did know, obviously, a few of the girls um, just through my journey, but it was just sort of just trying to get myself around the squad as much as I could. So I pretty much lived um, at the base because I just wanted to be surrounded by, surrounded by everyone. So I did a little bit of extra training, nailed little things, watched a little bit of video, things that I could do. Um, the coaching staff were amazing um, as well. Kelvin was great. 
um, assisting me with little things, I mean, skills, getting me in, doing some video stuff with me. But, yeah, it was a massive mental battle as well. Like you said, being in a room for two weeks, you sort of go through every single situation that you can in your head. And, um, yeah, I think it is a bit of a challenge going into a season. Um, and I think because I put those expectations on myself as well to try and perform um, at the best. So, yeah, a little bit difficult. Um, to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that is a bit of a common thread with, uh, you know, pe- people who compete at, the, compete at a high level is just finding that balance, you know, being able to go down the beach or, or, you know, just do something, take your mind off it. It's very difficult when you're locked in a room and, you know, you're thinking about all, all the all the different things that could happen on a football field. If this happens, I'll do that. And if they try and do this, I'll be here and do that. So, um, no, definitely, definitely a lot heading into that game. Tell us about it. Tell us about that 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 first game. You know that obviously you've competed in the nines, but um, you know coming into that first game again, another special experience for you. Yeah, um, down in Canberra, it was our first game. Um, just that feeling of actually running onto the field, and anyone that's been down to Canberra knows that um, that stadium was pretty cool too, and the atmosphere. So yeah, that was pretty unreal playing there. Um, and I was um, lucky enough to have Elliot Green and Varney on my side, so that was. I'm thinking like, great, I've got these superstars on my side. But, um, yeah, you've just got to play your game and understand your strengths, I guess, and do the best that you can and try not to let that head noise sort of get in because I think that is a massive thing and I struggle with a little bit sometimes is what if I do that and there's so many people watching and what if I don't perform well and stuff like that. But um, you've just got to think of, look, you've got yourself to the position, so obviously good enough to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And then that was, that was you know, part of the, you know, I guess going to be my next question is around, just, just your mentality when you're on the football field. And it's always different. You know, some people some some people go out there and just let the game come to them. Uh, others sort of psych themselves up and put themselves in, look, I'm I'm here, I'm, I'm the biggest, I'm the baddest, I'm here to dominate. What, what, what's your mentality when you're out there on the football field? Because, um, you know, the game the game just goes so quickly, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. You, yeah, that's 70 minutes or 80 minutes or whatever we, we end up playing these days. Um, yeah, the game goes so quick. But for me, like... I do probably psych myself out a little bit before the game and it's something that I've definitely been working on um, in this off-season to try and get that better for the upcoming seasons. But um, the massive thing for me is just getting that first tackle or that first hit up. So the moment that I have my first run um, or the moment that I make that first tackle, then I'm like, okay, sweet, I'm in the game. Here we are, let's go. So I think for me, it's just that first bit of contact and yep. running. And it's just, it just reminds you, 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 your brain, your body, ah, oh, it's just football. You know, it's just rugby league. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot on the line. But at the end of the day, I've, I've got this. I, I know how. To, and so tell us about the result. Did you guys get the win? Yeah, we did. We actually got off to a pretty bad start, though, to be honest. I think we were down two, maybe three tries to begin with. Um, and then coming from, a, you know, a team that was sort of known as the back-to-back sort of premier. So it was sort of like, okay, we're... we're we're two down here, so but I think that showed the resilience of our team and why the Broncos were such a good team. Um, the ability of us to be able to sort of bounce back as a team and most people once you're down that like file that down in two tries, or I think it might have been maybe three to be honest. Um, it's very, very easy to sort of put your head down and be like, Okay, you know, game's gone here. But I think we sort of bounced back and were like, Okay, you know, let's sort of screw our heads on here, let's work together as a team. And I think, yeah, we really work together to sort of end up getting that win um, at the end. And Jamie, one of the things I love about um, other sports, um, in particular NFL is, you know, the very, very short, sharp, compact season. But I guess what it does, it just creates so much urgency and so much importance on every game. And can you tell us a little bit about the NRLW season, how it's structured, how many games you play? Because I'm not overreacting. 
you, you can't lose football games. If, if you lose games in, in the NRLW, it, it's just, it's so difficult to recover from. So yeah, tell us a little bit about the unique structure of the NRLW and again, that urgency around every game, every result. Yeah, so the NRLW, the last few seasons, there's only been four teams involved. Um, so how, how that works is um, you burst each other once. So there's only three games, I think it is. Yeah, three games. Um, and then it's pretty much the top two go straight into the grand final. So if you don't make it up the top or you're losing, you lose two games, that's pretty much your season done. You have the third game for a bit of fun, pretty much. So, yeah, every game is so important to win and you can't really switch off for a minute. The moment that you do, um, yeah, that could almost be your season gone. So you've really got to stay focused for that whole time and really keep pushing. It's so brutal, isn't it? Because, you know, in, in a lot of the other rugby league competitions that you play in and others play in, it's like, you know, teams can go in a funk for a month, you know, just play bad football for a month, you know, fig- figuring out combinations. It's, you know, it's not like, you know, your entire 17 play week in, week out football, you know what I mean? So building combinations, confidence, momentum, injuries um it, it's just it's an amazing competition you cannot lose games you have to win every game uh to, to contend for the title but yeah as we talk about contending for the title that's something the brisbane broncos franchise are a little bit familiar with uh when it when it when it comes to the nrlw but you know for you i guess it's still fresh you know obviously your first season but talk to us about um you know the the, the season that you guys had and, and and i guess the game that you guys found yourselves in yeah, so um, we were pretty, we were lucky enough to win um, all our round, round games. Um, I was unfortunate enough that um, in the second game against Dragons, I actually got tackled and did my PCL on my opposite knee. So I'm like, great, here we go again. But um, it didn't set me. I was around a really good support support network. I had my physios, I had everyone around. Um, and because we had won uh, um, both our games, our first two games, that pretty much put us straight into the grand final. Um, so then I got to have the next week off against the Roosters, just get my body right, prepare for the final, because obviously to me, it was more important to play that grand final than to try and push it for the next week. And then, you know, potentially miss out. So took the week off, got my body right. Um, and then, yeah, we got to the grand final with the Roosters. Um, it was a bloody tough game, that's to say the least, but, um, yeah, we stuck it out. I think for the first 20 minutes, it was just back and forth, back and forth footy, like hard footy. Um, and we just managed to, you know, I think come down to a little bit of experience as well. A lot of the Bronx girls have played together for the past two years before that, um, and those combinations start to come together and whatnot. So I think, yeah, that's sort of what helped us get us over the line as well. But, yeah, getting that win was probably, again, one of the most unreal feelings I've ever had, and I actually caught the ball, and then the hooter went off, and I just remember throwing the ball up in the air, and, yeah, everyone sort of ran in. So that was, um, yeah, that was an experience of a lifetime. No, it's, uh, it's definitely something pretty special. And I guess, you know, when you look at the women's game, it's certainly building and developing around the world. But, Jamie, at that point in time, and it's probably still the case, I mean, this is the elite competition. This is the best of the best. I mean, you know, to find yourself in a grand final, um, you know, looking across, I mean, in your team, you guys have got some amazing players. The, the Roosters, they had some amazing players. But in definitely. that in that moment, this was this this was the toughest game of women's rugby league on earth. And uh, so, tell us about tell us about how how you felt coming into that grand final. Just that just that preparation. You know, the knee it feels okay, but still, you know, you're not a hundred percent. You know, did that play on play on your mind or just I guess all business heading into the game? 
no, that definitely did play on my mind because even though it was a PCL, everyone's like, you don't really need a PCL to play. But that week before, I was struggling to run. Like, it was pretty bad. And all I wanted to do was play in this grand final. So I was in the gym every single day doing whatever I could to sort of um, allow myself to get on that spot um, in that grand final. Um, but, yeah, obviously, yeah, a bit difficult having that knee but it was something that I had been working so hard towards and pretty difficult knowing that you had pretty much a contract with the Broncos the past two years and they won the grand final and you couldn't be there to sort of you know be in that experience so for me it was sort of like I have finally got this chance and um yeah I was just so keen to sort of get out there obviously nerves and stuff as well but yeah I just wanted to get out there and um, do what I could for my team. And then when you think about the game, it's I mean we talk about how fast rugby league games go. I mean I mean sometimes, right? If you if you're if you, if you're struggling, you're on the winning up, end. yeah. <laughs> if, if you're on the losing end, uh, these games can, can drag on a little bit. But grand final, it honestly feels like someone's pressing the fast forward button, doesn't? It? I mean these games, they they are so quick. And you know, for yourself, how do you you know? Because honestly, if you if you just let the game come to you, if you blink, you know, you sort of you're at half time already. Do you sort of did you deliberately sort of go in there and try and get some early touches to sort of I, I, I guess get into the game? Um, I think I did. I was also a bit nervous because I did. I remember when I got an early touch, I ran up and I made a pretty good little um, run, and then I sort of felt my knee sort of go on me a little bit, and then you know I was sort of thinking, oh no, like you know, here, am I going to be able to get through this game? But I just thought, like, you are not getting off this field. It's like that was just my mind saying, you're sticking on here and you're doing it. So. I just had to be confident that I'd done the work to sort of get my body right. And yeah, um, definitely early touch definitely helps in those situations. And then I, I guess, you know, I ask everyone this to try and explain what it's like to win a title, to win a grand final when everything just, when everything comes together, all your hard work, all your sacrifice. And Jamie, you, you'd been put through the absolute ringer with all of your, your injuries and, and all the adversity that you went through. But yeah, I mean, you spoke about it, catching the ball, the elation, but um, yeah, I, yeah. T- tell us about how you were feeling in that moment. When we won or just the grand final? Yeah, forward, when you so. won. I mean, it's so much, so much build up to that moment. But uh, and, and I mean, you know, this this is a bit of a history-making moment for the Broncos as well. Yeah, so it was a three-title win. So it's the third time the Broncos have won. Oh, I think I was just screaming and running around and just trying to cuddle and grab anyone that I could at that point. Um, my family were there too, so it was pretty cool to have my family there. I think I ran over. We went out to like touch our family, so I'm like on the side of the fence, like, "Mom, I've done it! I've done it!" Um, but yeah, like I said with the um the Olympic Games, it's just something that you can't really explain. Like it's just this feeling that you get, and it's sort of like everything that you've sort of worked towards and everything that you've done, sort of you know, you're like, "I've done it. This is this is why you do it," you know all the injuries, all the heartbreaks, everything that you've achieved. Um, yeah, it really comes down to that that moment, I think. And I guess, you know, that there was, there's been a lot of people that have helped you along the way in terms of your rugby league career. But, you know, is, is there anyone in particular that, that sort of really, you know, whether you sort of, um, you know, you watched how they play or they supported you, any sort of players or coaches that, yeah, really had a big impact on your career? Um, I think Kelvin, obviously, him being able to sort of back me when he hadn't really seen me play before, so just give me sort of a jersey. Um, my mum's always been my biggest and best supporter, so even growing up, my mum was, you know, would be the one to drive me to any of these games. Um, my mum would be there on the sideline. My mum has, even when I was sort of being a little bit naughty in high school, mum would be the one to sort of, you know, pull me back in the line, so um mum's been you know my my rock and my support growing up um 
back to coaches as well, I think. Um, John Strange, especially as well, on the Central Coast Rooster season, um, just taught me so many little things and took the time and the effort to care and, um, yeah, really, really helped me develop that year. So um, there's probably a lot of people on the way that have helped me. Um, but, yeah, I think mum's always been my biggest supporter and I've always said that, that I'll do anything I can and hopefully one day I can, you know, repay mum and, um, yeah, so I think that's yeah. Absolutely. And then, and then coming into this year, season 2021, I guess one of the most overused phrases is weird times, right? Weird, weird times with yeah, COVID oh, still yeah. hanging in there. But, you know, you managed to still play a little bit of football. Um, tell us about sort of going back to the coast and, um, yeah, tell us about this season. Yeah, so we were lucky enough to get um, quite a few games in with the Central Coast Roosters. So back with the Roosters. Um, and, yeah, this season was another unreal season for us. So we've gone two seasons back-to-back, haven't lost a game. So I guess that's a pretty cool feeling as well, being undefeated. And I think that just goes to show all the effort that we put in as a team. Um, Yeah, we obviously didn't get to play grand final this year, which was a bit unfortunate due to COVID. But, um, yeah, I think we really showed who we are in the season leading up to that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess where where are you at now? Uh, I guess reflecting on it, you know, you've, you've come a long way. Obviously, you know, you had a lot of talent as a junior. We talk, we spoke about speed, we spoke about agility, but I, I guess we're, we're, how would you best describe your play at the moment and, and, and are there areas of your game you're still trying to work on? Um, yeah, definitely. I think ball skills, um, it's a very, it's something that you can always work on. So I've spent a lot of time, you know, spoiling passes, making sure that, that, um, that I'm really nailing that. I think that's something that I'll always work on. Um, I'm always working on my speed, but I'm in a bit of a bulk stage at the moment. So now that I've got so much time um, in the off-season now until until next year, I'm using this time really wisely. I'm really focusing on me as a player and trying to put on a little bit of size um, leading into next year because I've never really had the time to do that um, because obviously comps are so back-to-back. So I'm really trying to idolise this time as much as I can at the moment. And your preferred position, is it centre or you sort of – yeah, what, what, what does the future look like for you? Do you think that'll be your long-term spot or, or maybe some other opportunities for you? Yeah, obviously I love the centres, um, but I actually want to play in the hookers a little bit, to be honest. So yeah, nice. that's something that I really want to try and work towards, whether that's in Harvey Norman and I start there or, yeah, I'm not sure yet, but I think hooker would be a fun position for me. And, you know, it gets a bit boring, not boring, but, you know, out the centre is a bit lonely sometimes. Um, I'd love to have my hands on the ball more and make a bit more contact and tackle. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, in the future, you might see me in the hookers. Yeah, absolutely. No, well, opposing players, opposing coaches, they're, they're falling off their chair because uh, you're quite dangerous with the ball at the moment. So if we up those touches, uh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll do really, really well. And, uh, and, and tell us just a, just a little bit about, I, I guess, the future. Like, have you signed an NRLW contract? Where, where are you headed um, I guess coming into the next season, which, you know, for our listeners, obviously the, the, the competition has been postponed moving into next year, but yeah, what's your, what's your current situation? Yeah. So um, I'm actually lucky enough. Um, they're putting three new teams for this season um, and Knights being one of them. So I've actually signed with Newcastle Knights um, leading into next season. So I'm really fortunate enough to be up in Newcastle at the moment. Um, I'm absolutely loving it up here. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm looking to play next year. And I think I will probably be staying here for quite some time. Jamie, as, as a long, uh, as a long-term Newcastle Knights supporter <laughs> living in Newcastle, you cannot wipe a smile <laughs> off my face right now. So oh, you know, that, amazing. Is, that is, that is exciting. And, and look, that's, that's the truth. You know, the people of the Hunter in Newcastle have been wanting this for a very, very long time. And, um, 
just so excited and, and definitely going to be right behind the team. So, yeah, I guess we're we're all very impatient waiting for the season to come around, but uh, no, we, we, we cannot wait. Um, no, excellent. Well, let's have a little bit of a, a chat now about, um, you know, just, just away from footy. So tell us a little bit about sort of, you, you know, obviously your schooling, your careers, your studies. Yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, that space away from away from footy. Yeah, so um, at the moment I currently work um, in high schools. So I work to an organisation called Creating Chances. So we often go into schools and deliver like um, youth programs, I would say, in a way, um, and try and impact the youth through sport. So I often do that twice a week, um, go into schools and deliver these programs, um, teaching these kids new life skills and showing them how they can use these life skills um, through sport. So we sort of have like two lessons. First lesson's inside talking about these life skills, doing activities. Second lesson, we sort of go outside um, and yeah, and use that life skill through sport. There's heaps of other programs um, as well onto that, but that's sort of like a little brief um, one of that. And then I also work at Gogan High School. So where I actually went to school. So I'm back where I began um, with my footy journey. So I love being there. Um, and I work in the welfare department in that area wow. as well. So, Jamie, you know, you're, you're inspiring the next generation with your football on the field, you know, with what you're doing there with the business and then obviously going back to your roots at the school. I mean, you know, that, that, that's got to feel pretty special is that, you know, there are going to be young girls coming through 12, 13, 14, 15 who are looking up to you. How does that, how does that feel? How does that sit with you knowing that, you know, you are a bit of a role model there, um, especially, you know, around our area? Yeah, um. Sometimes you don't really think twice of it. Like you don't really think of it until someone comes up to you and goes, oh, can I get a photo? Or, oh, I've seen you on TV. Um, so, yeah, I just try and do the best I can to inspire inspire them and help them. Like every time I see someone, I'm like, oh, like one of the girls, they might come up to me and I'm like, you know what, if you want any help, give me a message on Instagram or whatnot. So, like, I really try and show them that, like, no matter where you come from as well, that you can make it as well. And, um, yeah, I try and do the best I can and I run little footy-focused programs at school to try and inspire these girls and boys so I do both boys and girls programs um yeah but it's a pretty cool feeling when you when I go away for a sporting event and then come back and all the kids are like miss I seen you on tv so yeah I just try and be the best I can for them as well no that that's that, that's definitely that, that's awesome and, and I guess my, my next question is you know we we sort of see a, a lot of successful people um, particularly on social media so whether they're working in multiple businesses or they're balancing sport. And, and sometimes I guess people don't get a look behind the scenes as to just how hard it is, just how challenging it is to, I guess, get the balance right. Tell us about how you've found that because, you know, along the way you've had to uh, balance work and, 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 and your, your professional career. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, to be honest, I think it's something that I've always really done and I've never really thought twice about it um this year especially like I was working three jobs as well as um trying to balance my you know semi-professional career so I was also working at the pub on the weekend as well I'm trying to save for a house so I was really really working myself but um I think looking back on that now I've really come to realize like it's really quick to burn out doing that as well um and for me this year especially like I think COVID sort of been like a bit of a blessing in disguise because all my work that I do in schools has now gone on to online, online work, which has meant that I've had to stay at home. Um, and then the pub obviously been closed. So I've got my weekends back. I've got my afternoons back. And I've sort of had a bit of balance throughout the day. So I've had so much time to sort of, you know, have a breather and refresh again and 
Um, I spent so much time, you know, focusing on these little things of sport that I probably was neglecting a little bit because of work. Um, so I think moving forward, it's going to be a bit hard for me to sort of, you know, go back to full-time work, but I think I'm really going to start to put myself forward a little bit as well and go, I do have a footy career and look at that rather than just going work, work, work. So I think, yeah, this, this year has been a massive learning curve for me um, with that as well now that I've had that time off. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just, I don't think there's an answer to it, and I and I think that, oh, there's a lot of athletes in your position that are going through the same thing because, you know, you only have a certain window to be able to compete at this kind of level, but at the same time, you know, you, you've you've obviously got goals um, that you want to achieve off the field as well, and um, and you know that that's obviously very very important. So look, it, it's very very difficult, but um, you know, and, and is it something that you know? Uh, I, I guess. You, you talk about, you know, amongst your peers, you know, because I'd imagine that you have a ton of friends in the exact same situation that, that have to balance work and sport. Yeah, there's, um yeah, especially all the girls that we play of like trying to, trying to find that balance of work and sport is really hard. And I think, yeah, you've got to start to look at going, you know what, like where, where do I want to go with my sport? Is it something that I want to try and pursue? And, you know, at, at the moment we don't have full-time athletes, but hopefully within the next few years, we do have that opportunity and it's just trying to, you know, you've got to look at your career and make sure you have a backup plan. But if sport's something you really want to pursue, it's sort of like, how can I get this balance to ensure that I'm going to be the best athlete, um, but also having a, you know, a backup plan. So, yeah, I think it's a bit of time. We do sometimes talk about it, but I don't think it's something that is spoken about um, enough in the women's game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and my next question for you is, what's been your biggest challenge um, on the field? So, um, yeah, obviously you went through quite a few injuries and things like that. But yeah, what, what, what you know, reflecting on your career so far, what's been your biggest challenge? Yeah, so um, a little bit raw, to be honest, sort of some of the stuff that we were speaking about before, I think mentally, I think it's the biggest challenge um, on the field, like especially coming back from injury um, after so many years, you, you set really high expectations of yourself and you really want to perform, but that can also be a bad thing in a way as well. So um, really trying to not let that, um, affect your performance and I think sometimes it might if you don't have the strategies in place so I think really trying to um yeah learn how to deal with that I think is a massive um thing for me so yeah something I'm definitely working on um leading into it because I think yeah you just sometimes get all these thoughts and things in your head and then you get onto the field and it's just like just enjoy it like you've mm. trained for this you've prepped yourself for it um so yeah I think personally I think it's the the, um, the mental stuff as well can yeah, really get to you. Absolutely. And it's just so easy to quit, Jamie. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you know, especially when you've gone through what you've gone through, it's like, you know what, if I just, what if I just, and, um, you know, those thoughts are natural and, and sort of come through. And yeah, thank God that uh, athletes like yourself just have that resilience because, um, you know, obviously, yeah, selfishly as fans, you know, it's just been amazing sort of watching you play. But, yeah, t- tell us, um, I-, I guess the, f- the flip of that is, is tell us about your biggest challenge off the field. Um, biggest thing I've achieved or biggest challenge? Oh, big, biggest challenge, yeah, biggest challenge that you've gone through off the field. Um, Probably just with all my injuries, I guess. And I think, um, yeah, just learning how to sort of deal with them, um, cope, is a massive thing um but I've also probably built up a lot of that resilience um from these injuries so yeah for me it's not about giving up it's sort of just another another hurdle in my journey and yeah like you said before it's quite easy just to go oh, you know what I've had these many injuries I'm just going to give up and I'm just going to do something else but um I don't really know where I'd be without sport it's something I've done my whole life so for me it's sort of just like this is going to make you a better player 
and a better person at the end of the day. So yeah, going through those injuries is definitely a challenge. And um, but yeah, I think it's made me who I am as a person as well. And then just to highlight the fact that it's all worth it, um, especially yeah. if you put the time in is um, yeah, your, your biggest achievement on the field. Would that be, well, you, you've, you've had a fair bit, but what, what would be your, your crowning moment? Yeah. Your biggest achievement. Yeah, probably just winning that grand final, mm. I think. Um, it's something that people probably inspire to, you know, want to want to do playing NRL is one thing, but to win a premiership um, in your first year back is probably something that uh, not many people ever get to do. So um, being able to put that wing on my finger at the end of the game was just, yeah, something, yeah, incredible, to be honest. No, that's that that that's unbelievable. And then, um, yeah, in the same question, um, biggest biggest achievement off the field so far? Um, biggest achievement, probably going back to my career. So all the work that I've been doing with creating chances. So I've been with that organization for four, maybe gone on five years now. So pretty much since I got straight out of school. Um, and actually when I was going through my ACL rehab, I, um, I got selected by my work to apply for a sort of, it's a Michael Johnson performance. So I I don't know if you know Michael Johnson, um, he was a famous sprinter, Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I got, um, selected by my organization to put in, um, an application to go over and do, um, his course. So it was a youth leaders course over in America. Um, there was about a thousands of applications that went through and there was 10 people selected in the whole world. Um, and I was the only one selected from Australia. So, um, that was pretty unreal feeling, um, being selected, um, by Michael Johnson to be able to go over to America for a week and do a youth leaders course. And I think that really helps me shape my, um, myself during that rehab process as well. Um, yeah, it honestly really helps me, but it was yeah probably a really big achievement that I've had off the field in my career. Oh, Jamie, that, that, that's, um, that's unreal. You know, obviously, you know, it, and these are the things that, um, you know, are going to set you up for amazing su- uh, success over the next 20, 30, 40 years well after football so thinking about all that success both on and off the field I I guess what would what would be some of the advice that you would give to younger people younger athletes because um, you know I I guess you know the game's never been more popular than it is at the moment there's a lot of young people out there and now whether they're going through challenges or not yeah what would your advice be to some of the younger people listening yeah um pretty cliche everyone says hard work but I think hard work dedication and for me like a never give up attitude will get you further than you can probably imagine um hard work beats natural talent um natural talent doesn't work hard it's something I've always stuck by and I think it's true if you can put in the hard yards and you can stick to something no matter what you do if you're if you're putting in the hardest yards then you're probably going to make it you know so um but it's important to also enjoy what you're doing like be present in the moment um enjoy the moment um, I think it's important to embrace that journey because it's often easy to sort of look past it all. But, yeah, enjoy the journey you're on and make sure it's something that you love because the moment you fall like out of love of the game, I believe it's sort of when you don't perform your best. So make sure it's something that you love. Enjoy it. Soak up the experience. Um, another probably really important one is rest and look after your body. Like recovery is key. And when I was younger, it's something I probably didn't do as much you know you play that many sports and get get away with it but the older you get you realize okay i probably should do some stretching <laughs> so you know do your rehab look after your body especially if you're a young athlete that wants to make it through really spend that time um get off your phone for an hour and do some stretching or something else so yeah look after your body yeah absolutely yeah and i would definitely recommend that uh, <laughs> some of the younger people out there younger athletes 
um, yeah, rewind that episode, go through it slowly yeah. because there's some there's some great things, there, including stretching, right? Like I know there's not a lot of people out there that love that, but um, hey, so, so important. Definitely uh, is important. Jamie, I, I guess that's all the time we have uh, today. So I just want to, I just want to thank you for, uh, for coming on the show and yeah, I, I guess taking us through your whole journey and, you know, showing some vulnerability as well. It wasn't always easy and straightforward, but I, I guess we're, you know, and especially someone who's local in your local area, we're all just so proud of what you've achieved so far and, and really looking forward to seeing, you know, what, what's to come in the future. So Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, amazing. Thank you so much for letting me tell my story. I appreciate it. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's great to have you on. And to our listeners, we really hope you enjoyed this two-part series with Jamie. Uh, you know, really, really enjoyed having her on the show and, and sharing her story. Uh, if you did like the episode, uh, please download the podcast. That really helps the network. And find us on social media. We are available on all platforms. And until next time, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.